Let's Talk PMA. I'm Allie. And I'm Jessica. Today we are going to talk about physical fatigue and exertion. And today we do have a very special guest. Um, this is Alice Schock. Um, she is one of my mom's very close friends and we would love to have her just give a little introduction about herself and what she does. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Like Ellie said, my name is Alla, and I always say, like Alabama, helps everyone <laughs> correctly. Um, I am a mom of two boys. They're nine and 11. Um, I, gosh, I do a lot of different things. We're not even going into that, but there's, there's many um, that I do for work. Uh, but I like to consider myself uh, an athlete, even at 38 years old. Um, started playing sports when I was in third grade. Uh, I remember some signups came out in school for baseball. And I said, Mom, can I play this? It seems like it's for boys. And she was like, Absolutely, you can. So I went to the tryouts, made the team, and started playing baseball till, um, well, I was in seventh grade and then transitioned into softball. Uh, basketball and volleyball were also big sports in my life. Basketball, in fact, probably the most um, in those ages. Every Sunday, I'd be in the gym at basketball camps for several hours um, working on my skills. And, um, you know, after that, college came around. I was looking at volleyball and basketball at a junior college level. I decided not to do that and just focus on my education, which I did. And um, then as I got into adulthood and wasn't um, taking care of myself, I remember going to the doctor and he said, Alla, you're not, you're not healthy. Um, your blood pressure is high. Your cholesterol is high. Your, your weight is not where I want to get. And I want to put you on medication. And um, I was 25 years old at that time. And I thought, I don't want to do that. So I started focusing on my nutrition and my physical fitness. And that's when I got into running, um, which has led me down a path where um, I think I just completed my ninth marathon, the New York, New York City Marathon. And that was on um, the 6th of November. So pretty recent. I finally recovered from it, I feel like. Um, I've also done an Ironman triathlon, which if you don't know what that is, it's a it's a big endurance test. Um, that's a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then a 26.2 mile run. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, one after another. And that was a, a huge thing in my life. And that's probably a topic for another day, but a big bucket list item, got the tattoo, did that crossing it off. Um, and now it's really a focus on being, um, healthy, and, and that's, that's where I am. So there's your long introduction. <laughs> there we go. No, I mean, that's why I was like, I would be an amazing guest because of all the things that you have done and all the things you've gone through. And, um, especially with your marathons on this topic of physical fatigue and um, exertion, just because of all of the, the training, the, the extensive training that you have to go through to get get going on um, training for your marathons. So can you kind of tell us, I know, especially I was kind of watching you through your journey, getting ready for this last one. Can you kind of tell us like when your body wears out, right? And you get hurt, because like, you got hurt this last time, right? Right before. So do you sit back on yourself and say, I'm physically burnt out 
And, or is it just, I have to push through this and keep going. Right. So with this marathon, like you said, I, um, two weeks out, we had started our taper, um, in the training. It's a 16 week training program we did. And, um, two weeks out, I was running in the cold and it was, I think 28 degrees and I was dressed appropriately, but either way I got a muscle strain from doing that. Um, it was frustrating because I was planning to PR in this marathon, have a personal record. And, um, I knew that having an injury would make that challenging, not impossible, but challenging, but I was still, still ready to gut it out. I knew that that would not stop me from finishing the marathon. This type of injury, um, is a strain in my hamstring. And so, um, I, in that we were two weeks out, I decided, okay, no more running for these last two weeks, but I still need to get my workouts in. So, um, the bike is a good alternative for that. So instead of running, um, and we still, I mean, we're still having mileage, quite a bit of mileage to get in. It was, like I said, it was a taper. We were going down, letting our bodies rest, but, um, I would bike while my significant other was running, um, for his training. So if, if he was running, um, eight miles, then that means I would bike 24 miles, um, to make it the equivalent of him running eight. Um, and that's, that's just how I did it for the last two weeks. Um, I went into the race thinking, all right, I can still PR. I can still do this. I've, I've let things rest for two weeks. Let me make this happen. And then um, we find out, you know, week leading up to the race, it's going to be hot and it's going to be humid for the New York City Marathon. Normally in the 50s, it ended up being 73 that day and it was very humid. Um, they had signs out, you know, warning people that it was a high risk race that, you know, be just because you're sweating so much and if people aren't properly hydrated and taking care of themselves, you know, they can pass out and other things can happen. So um, it was something I did not end up PRing, um, which I was disappointed with, but it was still, I was still finished the, the marathon and, um, got to see New York and, and it was a wonderful experience. So, um, I think, you know, there are points in training where I felt exhausted, um, but I still want to complete my training. So if I need to modify the training in a way to get it done. I do that because for me, it's a big mental thing in that I have always done my training. There's never been a time where I haven't done my training in any of my races because, Oh, I want to stay in my warm bed or I just, I'm tired today. Like for me, it's gotta be a very, very, um, obvious. Okay. Your body is sick you need to rest. You know, you, you've got a fever, you've, you know, this is going on that, that, okay, I'll rest. And I won't do my training. Um, because I know that that's the more important thing, but if it's just like a matter of will, I'm going to get it done. Um, because again, it goes back to the mental piece where I know I put in the work, so I am going to finish and I'm going to do well. Um, that's been my big 
my big um, takeaway from that and just in, in life in general is like, I will always finish. I will put in the work and I will finish. And I going into this race too, it was like, I don't care if I have to walk um, this marathon, it's going to be done. Um, and I will cross the finish line. So I hope I answered your question. <laughs> I get off on yeah, tangent. No, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's honestly really, really awesome because I know um, a lot of kids that I work with, um, they struggle with finding, am I just tired and not have the will to do it? Or is my body actually telling me you need to take a break? Um, because honestly, they, I feel like those two can come across in your mind very similar, but in reality, like they have distinct differences. Um, very distinct saying, oh man, like I'm so extremely tight that even if I stretch, I feel like I'm going to pull something, you know what I mean? Where it's like, if I run, I have the possibility of hurting myself um, instead of just a, oh, I didn't get a really good night's sleep last night. So I'm feeling tired and I don't really want to do it. So I'm not feeling motivated. Um, and like, I definitely think that taking breaks is, is very, very important and giving your body time to rest and to recover especially at a young age. Um, that's like the hardest part at a young age is I have lots of girls who are like prodigy type, um, like very, very good. And they put in so much time, so much effort and the parents are like, okay, well, when do I say it's okay to take a break? And when do I say, no, you need to keep going. Um, cause obviously starting out as a, at a young age, burnout is such a high risk, um, that you have to like really worry about. And it's like, okay, if, they're really just like, I can't do it. I really, really don't want to do it. Then like, let them have a break, but don't let them have a week or two weeks of a break. Give them a day, give them a day off every other day or, or you know, once a week or something like that. Um, so they can rest, they can recover their minds and their bodies, but also don't just let them cop out because they don't want to do the hard work. 100%. And like on that topic, you, you said a couple of really important things. So if I, I notice myself, um, just being like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get it done. I will just, let me just skip it today. You know, then I have to really sit down and evaluate. Okay. Am I getting my nutrition in, in, am I eating the way I need to eat? Am I, um, putting good things in my mind? Am I seeing good things? Um, because the negative influences can definitely weigh in and affect you. Um, am I getting good sleep? Um, you know, am I taking care of my mental health, my physical self? Um, am I, am I doing the things I need to do to be the best I can be? And if I'm not taking care of those things, then those are red flags that, you know, there's something else going on. Um, and I need to address those items, um, and then maybe dig a little deeper and really figure out why am I so like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of this. What's really hitting home? Here. Um, because those, like I said, those basic things, we have to take care of them. And if we're not, then we got to really dig, dig a little deeper. And that's why yeah. we have lovely ladies. <laughs> yeah. It's all that it's the mental and you, I really like how, um, you were talking about how you have to like really process the, the mental part of it. Okay. What is going on in my brain? That's telling me, I don't want to do this, or I don't have the motivation to do this. Okay. Let me break it out. Let me do the steps to really like see what's going on in my, in my brain. And that's why, that's why we do this. That's why we give practices to all of our, our topics is so that you can be able to just go through and say, okay, 
okay, what are these things that are going through my brain that are negative that are stopping me from progressing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, like I loved how you were like, you know, evaluate your nutrition, your sleep, your, um, just your mental thoughts in your head. You know, what are all of those saying? And if those aren't, aren't meshing together, then that means there's a red flag, like you said. And so your body is not able to do what it needs to do because something's off. Absolutely. I, you know, it starts and ends up here. That is is so, so big Um, in, in life, in sports, in, in, in everything, Um, you know, you've got to be mentally, right. And so that, and that takes work. And like I said, those outside influences, they come into you, you know, if I'm, and who you hang out with is part of that. So if I'm around people who are not um, motivated or interested in similar things, and maybe we're focused on other things um, besides, you know, my training. Like, let's let's say drinking. Maybe I'm hanging out with people who are wanting to drink all the time and do things that I know that's not going to help me be a better athlete if I drink. So, you know, what do I do in those situations? Maybe I don't go to that party. Maybe I don't hang out with them as much. If I surround myself though, with people who are like, let's achieve, let's get a PR, let's do this marathon. Let's do this. Like that's exciting. And that's, that's the kind of thing I know I need, um, to be successful. So that's that's huge. huge. That's that's (laughs) a thousand percent, super, super big point. Who you surround yourself with makes the biggest difference. Um, I know it was a lot harder for me, like when I played in college to want to keep going because a lot of, at least my team in general, um, not everyone was on this, like had the same goals. Um, Some of them were just there to be there. Some of them didn't have to work hard because they were given what they wanted. Some of us had to put in the extra time, um, but everyone was like in so many different ways and selfish or not, you know, acting as a team and that impacts everybody. So like, if I'm really trying to like work towards something and I have other people who aren't working towards those same goals or at least wanting me to be able to achieve those same goals, then it's going to make a big impact on myself saying and say, Oh, well, I don't need to do it. No one else is doing it. So I don't need to. Oh yes. Yeah. And I, you know, that makes me think of, um, well, just life in general for me. I don't think I'm a gifted athlete. I don't think I, you know, I don't, I don't think those things about myself, but, and I, and this is in academically and in athletics, I always worked harder than everybody else. And I still do. And that's with my work. That is with my, my workouts. Um, you know, like I may not be the fastest person out there, but I put in the work. Um, and I, and I remember in high school getting some scholarships my senior year for academics and my math teacher was presenting one of them. And he said, this is going to, um, a person who, might not have always understood math. It didn't come naturally to her. Um, basically he was saying, I wasn't the smartest kid in the class. He's like, but she worked hard. And, and some people laughed at that, but I really appreciated it because I took the hard classes. I took calculus, I took trigonometry. I took those classes um, because 
I, I wanted to do well in them. I wanted to learn about it. I knew that would be good for college. Um, but they were hard and it didn't come easy to me. Uh, sports never came that easy to me, but I would put in the extra hours studying and practicing so that I could be good. I could get that skill down and be successful. So, um, yeah, to anybody who's listening, that's like, well, I'm not good at this. Or I'm not good at that. It's like, well, how hard do you work? Um, think about that that in mind because if you're willing to put in the effort and learn to get better and and practice it every day you'll get to a point that you'll be proud of yourself I think that's where you know that mental toughness comes in completely I mean I know that you know I had you know in school and in high school especially I had that mental capacity to be great and to do well but I didn't always have didn't completely because I was influenced by so many others. And so when it got hard, then I would quit or I would get influenced by others so that I, it followed me through my adulthood, you know, yeah, I can do the hard things and yeah, I can complete, but it's for me right now, it's easy to say, eh, I don't want to do it. So that's where I have to make the decision within myself to say, what do I really want? What do I really want to go after? and change my mindset to the point of now it's time. It's time I really want to accomplish that, but I have to change what I'm saying to myself in my head mm -hmm. so that I can be like, what do I really want to go after? Do I really want to dig in deep? Do I really want this? And once I commit to it in my head and say, I really want this, then I can sit down and say, okay, I'm ready for the fatigue. I'm ready for to get tough. I'm ready to make it happen because at the end, I'm going to feel so much better about myself and know that the next time I want to do something, I'm going to be able to accomplish it because I have the mental strength to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. And even if you fail, you did it. You yeah. tried. And like, I, I, I tell guy this all the time. I would rather live a life of oh wells than a life of what ifs. Like go out try it. If you fail, whatever, get back up, keep going, move on to the next thing. Um, so much through that process. And I don't want to live with regrets. I don't like regrets. Not cool. So, no. so, so I'm going to throw in a different kind of example that when it comes to that, like physical fatigue and exertion, um, when you're in like a marathon or game time, um, you know, you're, actively competing and you reach that um point of exhaustion right where it's like okay i can either will myself to keep going or should i take a break um how do or when you are in your races how do you um decide if it's okay to take a break or if it's like you're just trying to give up or you're giving into that like defeat kind of feeling Mm -hmm. Good question. So I'll, let's go New York city marathon. Um, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to hit a point where you have to make a choice. Do you quit or do you keep going? Do you relax or do you keep pushing hard? Um, do you sit down, take a break, or do you just keep moving one step in front of the other, even if it's walking? Um, for me, that point came 
in and it happens in every single race, every single race. Um, you make a decision, like Jessica was saying, way months ago that I'm going to do this race, right? Yes or no. You weigh the pros and cons and hmm, is it worth it? You make it every day when you are doing your training. Um, well, and you could break that down even smaller. Every meal I eat is a decision to fuel me for my race or not. Um, everything I drink, same. I mean, you could bring it down to all different levels, but um, in this race, I remember uh, mile 16 was when I kind of hit the wall where I was like, all right, um, my leg is hurting me. Um, I'm so, so warm. Um, I'm exhausted. I've got 10.2 miles to go. Um, and I know I'm over halfway. Okay. Do I keep going? Do I walk? I mean, quitting was never an option in this race and, um, because the injury wasn't bad enough, but there were a lot of people that I saw stopping, walking, going to the medical tents, doing different things. Um, and I was like, for me, and I should say walking is totally fine in any race. You're getting 26.2 in. I'm proud of you. It's amazing. <laughs> but I always have a goal with myself where I don't walk. Um, and that's just, that's something that's been in me since I was a kid doing a mile in PE class. I might've taken um, 15 minutes to run a mile, but I never walked, not once, not even when I was a kid. Um, and that was just me. So in my race, I didn't walk either. I might've had a little shuffle going and it wasn't like a true run, but it doesn't matter. Like that's just my personal thing, but it happened at mile 16. And I was like, this is awful. How many more hours is it going to take me to get these 10.2 miles done? I don't want to, I don't feel good. This is not like, ugh. um, but I think what you have to do then moments is you kind of get outside of yourself or it's what I do. And I just, I start looking around, um, or I make sure I'm listening to something good and which I was, um, I was listening to atomic habits. If you haven't read that book or listened to it, you definitely should. Um, so I was listening to that and I was, um, looking at all the people, this race is amazing for, for spectator support fans. Like they were just everywhere screaming and yelling and the energy was so amazing and I would also look so I'd look to them for support um what I was listening to was important and then um seeing other runners out there inspires me so seeing other people that look different from me maybe they're super fit or maybe they're not and they're out there doing a marathon it's amazing and that kind of fires me up so Knowing yourself and knowing what gets you through hard times is key. So for me, it's having the right thing to listen to that's going to give me something that's like, yeah, keep going. Um, and being able, like having people cheering for you is so supportive and awesome and inspiring. And then seeing other people out there doing it, um, knowing that you're not alone in what you're doing is pretty awesome. And I think that's what pushes me to keep going. And the fact that I know that at some point, my mind is going to say, yeah, you got this. You're not that tired. 
it's going to work out. Keep going. Um, that will happen. And it did happen around mile 23. So it, from 16 to 23, it was a struggle, but I got there. And then the last 3.2 miles of that race were amazing. My pace picked up and um, finished strong. So, so I have a quick question, just maybe <coughs> switch the, the channel a little bit, but you as a mom of two boys, right? Mm -hmm. And they're both athletes as well, right? They're both yep. playing sports. So how do you teach them that mental toughness when they're like, mom, I don't want to go to practice today, or I'm just not feeling it. You know, I don't want to get out of bed today. Do I don't, they may not do that, but what do you do as a mom that encourages them to keep their goals, to keep fighting, to keep going? Absolutely. I, so we haven't got to the point where they're like, I don't want to get out of bed yet, but I'm <laughs> in two years, um, I, you know, try and be an example for them for one. And I talk to them about the goods and the bads, the struggles, um, that I experienced in training. So they knew, um, they knew that I had a muscle strain. They knew I wasn't thrilled about that, but they also knew that I was going to finish because I told them I would. And we talk a lot about integrity in our house. And if you say you're going to do something, you do it. And, um, I, you know, they, they know that we were talking about it this morning. Uh, one of them challenged me and said, you know, Oh, you're not going to, uh, do, do another marathon like that. And I was like, Oh, buddy, I already signed up. Like, don't doubt me. No, not to doubt your mom. And he is like, you're right. Um, but I think being an example as a parent is probably one of the biggest things, um, you know, we can do. And so not quitting, that's something we talk about a lot. Um, because there are situations in, in life where we do have to quit things, but it's important to me to teach them if, you know, if there is an option, if there is an, a, way, a way to finish, I want you to finish. See it through to the end. Um, I've had, I have stories in my life where I have had to quit things. And, um, you know, it's not my shining moment, but there was a reason that that needed to happen. It was for, it was for the better. It was for my good um, that I needed to stop certain things. And I think that's, that's something we also have to teach that while we want to give our best effort and try, um, there are times and situations that it is better to remove ourselves from for, from for whatever reason that may be. But being an example to them, um, talking with them about the goods and the bads, uh, the realities of life and sports, um, we do often. My younger son is really into basketball, which just makes this mama's heart happy. Um, and so now, you know, he's finally like, okay, mom, show me how to do this. Show me how to do that. And I'm like, heck yeah. But then he'll say, well, this is hard. And I don't want to put in that extra work and practice. And I'm like, well, let's talk about why, you know? And so really exploring that with the kids has been helpful. And now I see him um, putting in that extra work because he knows how it's going to benefit him. I think self-talk is another really important thing. We talk about it a lot. I don't like the words, I can't, um, that's not okay for me um, or them. And my younger one is one who will easily say, oh, that's too hard. I can't do that. I'm like, whew, nobody. <laughs> 
can't. Yes, you can. You can and you will, but you got to get the self talk right. I mean, we were, this conversation happens frequently in our house because he wants to default to that. And it's like, you know, things are going to be hard, but you got to, you got to push through. You got to figure it out. Everything is figure out is what we say. So um, hopefully that, that answered. No, answered. that was, yeah. that was amazing. No, I mean, I think you, you covered a lot, a lot of really, really great things. And I use a lot of what you um, use as examples as a coach. Um, I hate, I absolutely hate when my kids say I can't, I'm like, as soon as they say, I say, don't you dare ever say that. Like, if you say you can't, you're not going to. And um, something that we say a lot on Let's Talk PMA is challenges are opportunities, not threats. And I think that you have really just embraced that and shown exactly that, that everything that you go through, everything that's thrown your way is there for a reason and it's only gonna make you better. And if you say, I can't, if you say it's too hard, then you're taking it, it's a threat. It's something that's gonna block you from um, going where you wanna go and doing what you wanna do. And I think that's that's honestly really, really cool that you know you really just proved that challenges are opportunity. And no matter if it's a marathon, a game, a practice, um, getting out of bed in the morning, eating the right foods, all these things are challenges that you're gonna have throughout your life, whether sports or not whether you're a parent, whether you're a coach, whether you're an athlete, um, you're always going to go through those challenges. And it's just all about your perspective. If you see it as a positive, you see it as something that's going to make you better, then it will. But if you see it as something that's going to stop you from getting to where you want to go, it will. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. hundred percent. Oh, you're getting me all fired up talking. about that. <laughs> it, It's true in so many ways. I actually just um, bought a little sign the other day that um, says like, if it doesn't challenge you, it's not growing you. And, you know, through, through our challenges and failures, we learn and we grow. And that's what life's about. You know, it says in the Bible, we are, God will, if you're lukewarm, you'll be spit out, you know? And so you need to be on fire or cold. Um, but I'd rather be on fire, like, you know, passionate about something and trying new things and living our life. And it, and Jessica, I know I've talked with you about this before, but there was a book that I read and it's part of the reason I have this tattoo with the arrow in it and around my Iron Man is that it's called um, The Last Arrow by Erwin McManus. And in the book, he says that God gives us a quiver full of arrows when we're born and our job is to use every arrow before we die. But sadly, so many people go through life and they don't use those arrows. And so it's just a great reminder to live life, take risks, go for it. And if you fail, it's okay. You used an arrow and you probably inspired people in the process. So my plan, and that's, it's part of my reminder, it says inspire in that arrow, um, is that I want to inspire people with my life through my journey, um, through what I've done. And I, I don't want to go to my deathbed, not having used all my arrows. So by golly, it's happening. And it makes me tear up. I about so passionate about it. If you, you don't live your life and you don't go for these things, like, what are you doing here? Exactly. I think, I think that's an amazing thing. You know, we, what is our purpose in life? You know, we, Ultimately, if you think about it, it's to make 
to be an example, like you said, to be an example to others, to do things that's going to inspire someone else to be lit on fire, to live their greatest life. And it's just like, you know, let's talk PMA. What are we doing? We're trying to inspire others to be their greatest selves. And through that comes straight from your mind first, and then it all flows from there. But to get your mind ready and strong enough to conquer all the things that are going to come up. Well, once you do that, you're going to inspire others that are going to say, oh gosh, I have to get my mind right too. Yeah. And so I can make it through the fatigue. I can make it through eating right. So I can overcome the outside influences. All of it makes a difference. Yeah. And I actually, it's funny you talk about your tattoo. I have a tattoo right here. Um, it says she believes she could, so she did. Um, I have wanted that since I was in high school. I saw the quote and I said, I need to have it. And I used that quote. I still, I, I have a reminder right here. Um, I have, I used it through high school, through middle school, through everything. Um, if I believe in myself, I'm going to get there. And, um, I decided to put it, um, it's right next to my scars from when I had shoulder surgery. And that, that quote is what got me through to push through the injury, to push through, to get to where I wanted to be. And it's honestly just having a little reminder. I'm not saying you have to go get a tattoo of it, but have something that inspires you for you. It's your arrows. And I think that's super amazing for me. It was being able to say she, she believed in herself. So she did it. Um, and so just find that one thing that just drives you to continue to push, to um, reach any goal that you want, because the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. Yes. Yes. It starts and ends with you, your mind. Exactly. Exactly. That's well, awesome. That, this was honestly <laughs> amazing. I'm inspired. I, I know, know you're inspired. I think we all kind of got a little bit inspired, a little bit of love, and um, I hope we inspired all of our viewers. Um, I think this was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today, sharing your experiences, your words. Um, yeah, do, you, do we have anything else that you'd like to share with everybody before we sign off? Well, Jess knows I could talk and talk and talk. This is <laughs> I'm passionate about, but thank you guys for having me. And yeah, I'm all fired up now. So let's go. <laughs> awesome. But thank you so much for joining us. And um, it's, I honestly think this might be one of our better, best um, shows yet. So, especially in the inspiration part. Yeah. So, um, thank you again so much. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Please don't forget to give us a like and subscribe below. Um, next week, we'll be going over parents and guardians, kind of breaking down um, how parents and guardians can definitely step up and have mental toughness and help their athletes as well. Um, our workbook is still coming out soon. We're in the works of it. We're very, very excited. Um, and we will see you guys all next week. Thank you again for watching and for coming. Thank you.